listened to the See America podcast for a while now, it will come as no surprise to you that today's episode features an attraction that has English influence, but can be found right here on American soil. However, unlike Carhenge, the Nebraska roadside attraction modeled after England's famous Stonehenge, but features cars instead of stones, this place comes straight from the country itself, transplanted here for our enjoyment. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the See America podcast. From coast to coast, we see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, the London Bridge. This great destination is brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Road Trippers helps people discover the world around them in an entirely new way by streamlining discovery, planning, booking, and navigation. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. Our journey today definitely spends some time in Europe, as much of America's story does. But it ends in the 1970s in Lake Havasu, Arizona, where a piece of world history was salvaged for a tourist attraction like no other. Here's Abigail Trebu. For nearly 2,000 years, a series of bridges have spanned the River Thames in London. Olaf II, King of Norway in the 11th century, led military campaigns to unite Norway into one kingdom. One of these campaigns was a sea-based attack in 1014 that pulled down one of several wooden bridges. Two other wooden bridges were built and subsequently destroyed during this turbulent time in England's history. The old London Bridge of nursery rhyme fame was a stone bridge built by Peter of Colchurch, an architect and priest, between 1176 and 1209. Due to an uneven construction, the bridge required frequent repairs, yet survived more than 600 years. One of the more grisly periods of the bridge's history was at the Southern Gateway between 1305 and 1660, when it was customary to display the severed heads of traitors impaled on pikes and dipped in tar to preserve them against the elements. The head of William Wallace, the Scottish knight and landowner who led the wars for Scottish independence, was the first to appear on the gate. Other famous heads on pikes included those of Jack Cade in 1450, Sir Thomas More and Bishop John Fisher in 1535, and Thomas Cromwell in 1540. A German visitor to London in 1598 counted over 30 heads on the bridge. The practice was finally stopped in 1660 following the restoration of King Charles II. By the end of the 18th century, the old London Bridge needed to be replaced. It had fallen into severe disrepair and was blocking river traffic. Designed in 1799 by Scottish engineer John Rennie, the new London Bridge was completed in 1831. Due to the weight of automobile traffic crossing the bridge in the early 20th century, it began sinking into the River Thames at a rate of an inch every eight years. By 1924, the east side of the bridge was some three to four inches lower 
than the West Side. In 1967, the Common Council of the City of London began to look for potential buyers for the London Bridge. Simultaneously, over 5,000 miles away, chainsaw magnate Robert P. McCulloch was trying to find a way to build a city. Originally, the deserted Lake Havasu was given to the state of Arizona by the U.S. federal government. The federal property was an abandoned military landing strip. McCulloch made a deal with the state and received the property for free with a promise to develop the land. But the real estate agents could not bring in prospective buyers since the land was far from centers of population and had a very hot, arid climate. McCulloch's real estate agent, Robert Plummer, learned that London Bridge was for sale and convinced McCulloch to buy it and bring it to the area to attract potential land buyers. The initial response from McCulloch was, that's the craziest idea I have ever heard. But after consideration, he decided to go ahead and purchased it. McCulloch placed the winning bid of $2.4 million on April 18, 1968, over $17 million in today's dollars. After the bridge was dismantled, each of its 10,276 exterior granite blocks were shipped to Lake Havasu City. Each block was numbered before the bridge was disassembled. The blocks were shipped across the Atlantic through the Panama Canal and then back up the Pacific to California, where they were trucked from Long Beach to Arizona. The bridge was not reconstructed over a river, but rather it was rebuilt on land in a position between the main part of the city and Pittsburgh Point, at that time a peninsula jutting into Lake Havasu. Once completed, the Bridgewater Channel Canal was dredged under the bridge and flooded separating Pittsburgh Point from the city, creating an island. As a result, the bridge now traverses a navigable shortcut between the Thompson Bay, part of Lake Havasu south of Pittsburgh Point, and the remainder of Lake Havasu to the north. The shipping and assembly of the bridge and dredging of the channel underneath cost $7 million. The purchase included ornate lampposts made from melted-down cannons captured by the British from Napoleon's army after the Battle of Waterloo in 1850. Overlooking the Bridgewater Channel, these lampposts line the London Bridge today. The inside of the bridge is hollow, as it was rebuilt with a steel framework faced with granite. This reduced its weight from 130,000 tons to 30,000 tons, while strengthening the structure in order to accommodate auto traffic. After three years of reconstruction, Lake Havasu City rededicated the bridge in an extravagant ceremony held on October 10, 1971. To welcome visitors and support the sale of residential lots in the new city, McCulloch Properties also built the English Village, an open-air mall to the north of London Bridge. Spanning 930 feet, it was designed to connect pedestrians, motorists, and cyclists on mainland Lake Havasu City to an island on the Colorado River. On this island in 1964, McCulloch built the Nautical Inn, now the Nautical Beachfront Resort, Arizona's only beachfront resort. On October 20th, 2018, Lake Havasu celebrated the 50th anniversary of the purchase of the London Bridge. This celebration included the 690th Right Honorable Lord Mayor of the City of London, Alderman Charles Bowman, and a proclamation by Arizona Governor Douglas A. Ducey. 
The celebration closed with a traditional sheep crossing over the London Bridge. Considered the world's largest antique, the historic and some say haunted bridge is the second largest tourist draw in Arizona, topped only by the Grand Canyon. For years, visitors have claimed sightings of a British police bobby patrolling the bridge and a woman in black roaming the night. It's also home to hundreds of bats, which inhabit the nooks and crannies of its hollow interior, and thousands of swallows who, on the underside of the bridge, have built their nests out of mud pellets gathered from the shoreline of the Bridgewater Channel. It's a popular rumor that the bridge was bought in the belief that it was London's more recognizable Tower Bridge, but this was ardently denied by McCulloch himself and by Ivan Luckin, who sold the bridge. McCulloch's gamble paid off. He recouped all his expenses on the purchase and shipping of the bridge. Since he had obtained the land at no cost, the sale of the properties paid for the bridge and more. Recent years have seen a lot of development in the area of the bridge to increase tourist interest. The original English village, a quaint English-style open-air mall with a hedge maze and a historical museum, deteriorated with sections leveled. A revitalization of the English village was undertaken by the Lake Havasu City Convention and Visitors Bureau prior to the 50th anniversary. The city's visitor center conducts a 90-minute walking tour of the London Bridge. The tour takes visitors on a stroll along and across the sparkling Bridgewater Channel. Visitors on the tour encounter points of interest such as strafing scars from German aircraft fire and once mysterious graffiti, both from World War II. Call the Visitor Center to schedule your tour at 928-855-5655. It costs only $10 for adults and is free for children 12 and under. This episode of See America was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with narration by Abigail Trabu. If you like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also like to invite you to follow the See America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the See America Facebook group, where we chat about some of America's greatest road trip destinations. If you're a national park lover, we hope you'll also check out the America's National Parks podcast or come listen to Abigail and me talk about our life on the road with our three boys on the RV Miles podcast. This great destination was brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. Roadtrippers.com